to understand that as people we are not our mental illnesses and a lot of people in the world suffer from mental illness but we need to appreciate the fact that we are not what we suffer from and today i wanted to speak to somebody who has bipolar and talk about the pros and cons of having bipolar i'm i'm we're back now we're recording hi marcia hi gabby <laughs> how are you welcome to gabby speaks so i was just I'm, like are you good i'm good how are you i'm good i'm good i'm glad to have another guest on the show so today we're going to be talking about living with bipolar can you explain to us what bipolar is Okay, so basically bipolar is like having your period for the entire month instead of like four days or three days. It's literally like being on a high of, 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 of having periods for the entire month, basically. It's a mood disorder that, that, that just, it just takes over your life, man, for the whole month. It feels like you are moody the entire time, literally. <laughs> Uh okay all right so but it's not that bad though right because I know a lot of people when they speak about bipolar they're like oh my gosh she's crazy you know she she has mood swings every five seconds you know so what are some of the stereotypes that you hate about bipolar people that have told you about bipolar and you know the stereotypes that you have come across it's definitely the the memes i don't like the memes any meme about bipolar i usually hate that meme especially the ones about relationships um how girls have a moody or have moods because of their bipolar i hate those because we're actually nice people to relationship we're not that bad guys like we're really not that bad so i, I really wish people could change um, that narrative that um, bipolar people are horrible in relationships because we're actually not especially if we're taking our medication then we really are great people how does the medication make you feel anyway like does it make you calm do you feel like it, 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 yeah it stabilizes me it, like it 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 keeps them it, it's like neurofins i'm making an example this is obviously an analogy yeah? not something that's like like the reality and it's also different for everyone but it's like taking neurofins for your pain um for you um for your abnormal pains you know it's like doing that it's they they stabilize me and they keep the moods stable yeah there's no other way i can put it they literally stabilize okay do you think that we should treat bipolar people differently than other people? Only if they're not taking their medication because it becomes very tough when you're not taking your medication and you're bipolar. I've lost you. Polar, um, it becomes really tough. Uh, but other than that, we shouldn't. They're like any other, um, they, they're like everyone else. Um, it's just that we we, um, we 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 can get too ambitious and we the thing is with bipolar people what we have is is that everything becomes extreme like if we 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 into a project it becomes an extreme 
thing. Like we wanna focus all our lives onto that project and we wanna make it uh, make it happen. You know, we like that. We're never in between people. There's no gray area in my life. It's either I'm fully committed or I'm not committed at all. Okay. Do you think that um, that happens with people as well in terms of like relationships? Because I know like when I'm in a relationship, I'm like all for that person, you know, I'm like, yeah, I die hard for that person. Mm. So even in relationships, is it like that with bipolar people? Like definitely. Definitely, no. I know with yeah, I know with me. I, 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 I love commitment, and I, hence I don't have a lot of relationships, past relationships in my life. Because when I get into something, I, I, I wanna commit to that person. You know, I wanna be faithful to that person. I, I give all of me to that person, because uh, I think it, that is also influenced by, by the fact that I have bipolar. So I agree with that actually. Yeah, yeah come yeah. to think of it yeah <laughs> yeah we like flying through these questions yo you don't you want to take a breather like talk yeah, about something do you mind talking about what you have and things like that okay so i have mdd um yeah it's basically like when i get depressed i get depressed for like days on end you know like and um like the last time i thought i was a serial killer (laughs) sure imagine sweet being a serial killer exactly so sweet gabby thought the whole world was against her the last time Mm. and she forgot her name and she started calling her herself this serial killer i don't know if you know him um ananias mate I thought I was. I don't know that person. I don't know. You should research him. He's he's pretty deep. Like he's the only person that has escaped from prison. You know that prison in Pretoria. Yeah. Yes, I've heard of it. Yes, yes. He's the only person that escaped from that prison. So the thing is, I had been watching a lot of actually people in mental institutions i had watched this one video of somebody in a mental institution and dancing and whatnot you know i don't mm-hmm. know if you know that song yes. yeah so, <laughs> so there's this guy dancing to it and like i just instantly thought i was that guy and Yay. and everybody and my exes were out to get me <laughs> So I thought my phone had been hacked. I thought my girlfriend was my mom at the time. I thought I thought people were just out to get me. I thought I had been living in this house, but actually my grand is actually my caregiver and I'm secretly in some remote location being but you know. Mentally and how long did it take you to, to get out of that um that zone? So obviously they had to admit me to hospital. So, yeah, get Um when I got to hospital, I still didn't know who I was. But after five days of like just sleeping and taking meds, I don't remember those five days, by the way. I have no 
recollection of it's, what it's, happened. It's the heavy medication. It must have been the heavy medication. Maybe, perhaps. I'm not yeah. sure. But for the first five days of hospital, I don't remember what happened. But after sure. those five days, I started realizing who I was. But I still had thought I was I had been hacked, you know. Um, mm. But after I spoke to my cousin and she was just like, no, what the hell do you mean? You weren't hacked, you know. I have your phone yeah. and, you know, everybody's worried about been, you, including your girlfriend. I've been keeping your nudes safe. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. She was like, did she say keeping, that? Yeah. She's been like, I, I was keeping it safe. I keep it safe for you. And I was just like, oh, okay, you know. So I had just got myself into this huge panic just because mm. I am unable to cry, you know. Sure. It yeah. gets hectic. It gets hectic. It gets hectic. But there are doctors that assist with all of this. Uh, what, what I wish for people is that we can normalize therapy. I wish people could normalize therapy so much. And normalize taking medication. Because I remember I was so scared um, growing up because I, I was diagnosed when I was 16. Um, but back then it wasn't um, bipolar. I think it was just depression. And then oh. it grew and grew and grew to, to, to bipolar. Um, I was always scared to take medication. And I wish people can normalize that because there's, there's a, hu- a huge stigma around people who have to take their medication at, at, at six o'clock or eight o'clock, you know, like, why must you go now to the, to the bathroom to, to, to go take medication? You know, I used to do that. I remember I used to do that. I go to the bathroom to go take medication because I was scared. I people are going to ask me, what, is, what are, are those medications for, Marsh? And I'm, I'm going to have to start explaining, no, guys, I got diagnosed with, with bipolar. You know, I was scared of that. So I wish we could normalize that, taking medication, and normalize people going to therapy, going to a psychologist, going to a physiotherapist. Because even though those things are expensive, but they are there, they exist, you know? They literally exist. And they are so, like, uh, sorry, helpful. Yeah, they they have they are like um, free facilities that you can actually go to um, in order to get that care. And at least they are government hospitals. Like I'm going to a government hospital for my you know? treatment, so it's not that bad. I mean, it was bad, you know, because I got into casualties and everybody was like everybody cuts hands you know like bleeding everywhere it was scary it was scary but like no wonder and i'm sure it feed off your 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 paranoia even more and then ish it did it did feed off my (laughs) paranoia it was just like it was it was crazy and normally when i get when i get one of my panic attacks i don't sleep Mm. like i can't sleep yeah, um, in bipolar, they call that hypermania. Apparently, hence we, um, bipolar is called bipolar because it has two stages. You first become like tenuous, like you're a hypermaniac. Like <laughs> and then after that, you, beca- you become really depressed, like really, really depressed. Like that's what happens to me most of the time. I, I don't become hypermaniac a lot. But I usually become so depressed that I can't even speak. Like I, I, I have mutism. Like I, I keep quiet the whole time. I can't talk at all. 
So that's the worst kind of one. To me, oh. though, it's the worst kind of depression where I can't even tell people in my life what's happening to me. And they have to just wonder what's wrong with Marsha. And that hurts me. That really hurts me a lot. But it is what it is. I, I can't change it. I've had it since I was young. And I can't even explain why I have it. You know? I think, I think at the end of the day, people need to understand that you are not your mental illness. You are Your mental illness does not define you. You, yeah, you yeah. can I clap for that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <As> you, <laughs> yeah, it is for real. Yeah, yeah, that's true, though. Yeah, because I think, um, I'm hoping I won't have another relapse, but like, you know, every time I get out of hospital, people try tend to treat me differently, you know. And yeah. some people just think like, you need to avoid getting out of hospital. But I'm just like, how? <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah, that uh, that is also not easy. Because there's, there's a sense of comfort in hospitals as well. But we shouldn't get used to it. I think what you should do is basically um, try your best to take care of yourself. Try to control it. As much as it's not easy to control it, but try. Like your triggers um learn your triggers from the last time like now you know that the last time you you had more paranoia so try and and avoid things that make you paranoid you know and and try and take medication that's going to assist you not to be paranoid um that's how i i i deal with my relapses i've, I've had a few ones since i was 16 now but um i've tried to learn from them by my own because people are going to tell me things. My family is going to tell me things that this is what you're doing. This is what was happening to you. And this is what um, what we did to you, trying to help you, you know? So I would collect all of that information and then just try and and not avoid, but learn from them. Like now I, I, I walk around with my lavender essential oil because I know it calms me down. Whatever, whatever happens to me, I know if I sniff it, <laughs> which is quite weird, but it helps if I sniff it wherever I go. Um, if I'm having a panic panic attack somewhere at the mall or um, at work or wherever, and I sniff my, my, my essential oil, lavender, I get better. So that that is to also help me with my triggers, you know? If I'm panicking, I, hope, I know my essential oil is going to help me. I hope you don't smell like, you know, the chakra hands that are only smelling like essential oils. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm worried. I'm getting there. I'm really worried. But at least I, I'm what not into the astrology like... thing. It's, it's not my thing, though. <laughs> it smells so, like uh, household products. Products, you know, some lavender and citrus oils and, and, and sandalwood. But those are my favorites. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I've got a few more questions for you and then we can wrap it up. Uh, no, wait, we go. Here we go. Um, do you think that people sometimes think you behave in a certain way on purpose? Not entirely. Um, so when I start something new in my life, um, people do fear that I might behave a certain way to mm -hmm. avoid that um 
that step in my life how can i put it i'm growing correct right i've had bipolar since i was, I was young yeah. so in each step i have to go through in my life it's, it's a step of growth like it's a new phase so with each phase i go through in my life my family sometimes does worry for me that i i'm gonna change because of my bipolar or i'm gonna say it's my bipolar that's making me like this you know or it's 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 the bipolar that's making me do this and this like they, they 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 like to feel like I'm I'm excusing myself from a certain um, phase in my life because from of my, responsi- my from certain yeah. responsibilities. Yeah, am I making sense? You understanding me, ne? Yeah. So people think that you're running away from your responsibilities just because you have bipolar. Yeah, of which sometimes it's because I'm scared. Not necessarily because of I'm I'm trying to run away, but because I'm scared. But we usually deal with that obstacle all, all the time. Like my family has been so supportive. I'm not gonna lie, they've been so supportive of of of, of everything man happening to me. Everything, um, how I feel, the way that that I communicate as well. Because sometimes that can change. It changes a lot, especially when I when I when I start becoming mute. Um, so that I'm truly grateful for my family being there for me, especially my siblings. Yeah. All right. So how do you think we should educate people about bipolar? Basically, stop the memes. If you see a meme <laughs> on social media about bipolar, hate that meme. Um, angry react on that meme, please. Just like and that meme. Yeah, dislike that meme. If there's a dislike, dislike it, please. Don't retweet it. Don't share it. No, because it's not true. It's not true. Not everyone has bipolar. And those that do have bipolar, they would like to be treated like people. And educate yourself, man. Like, um, there's so much information about bipolar people and what they go through. Um, just we, we are normal people like everyone else. Um. Yeah, just educate yourself, dude. Like it's 2022, 21. I'm like, you know, and you don't know anything about bipolar people and you think that they're crazy. Ah, there's probably something wrong with you. Go on. Yeah. So the Come last on. question we're going to ask, I'm going to ask you today, is what is the number one annoying question you get asked about your condition? Uh, I don't usually talk about my condition, so, so I wouldn't say a, that. I, I'm just the lucky one that knows. I feel special. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's related to to Limboda, actually. If I'm saying it correctly, it's the medication and Limboda. Am I saying it correctly? What is Limboda? The urge to, the urge to have intercourse. Oh, the yeah. lobotomy. Uh, Is it lobotomy? I think, I think that's the word. But yeah, I think that's the word. It, it's only that people like to ask. Um, is it because I also take depression medication because my bipolar is mostly on the depression side. I don't usually get hypomaniac. I just get depressed a lot. You know, like I can't do anything and I can't speak and, and stuff like that. And I think uh, I am the, the most worthless person in the world. You know, that's how I get. Okay. Um, but 
So um, on my medication, I also have a lot of um, uh, um, depression meds. So people like to ask me, um, don't the depression meds make you not want to have sex? Of which it's not the case. Um, my appetite is quite, uh, yeah, it's there. It exists, you know? This is hypersexual. You're a hypersexual human being. Oh, wow. Not necessarily hypersexual, but I am a sexual human being nonetheless. Mm. But yeah, that, that's, that's, that, that's the most common question that people ask me. Um, doesn't my medication make me not want to have sex? Okay. All and right. it's always a no. It's always a no. It doesn't. But that's such an impersonal question. That's like asking, like, who's the woman and the man between the, you and the Exactly. It's people like, have a, a gut to ask things. Yes, people. People hate people. You, hey, honestly, really, really. The audacity in people is huge. The audacity, the liver. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, but thank you. Thank you so much for being on to being on Gabby Speaks. Can I have your socials so that people know where to find you on Twitter, Instagram? I don't know other socials. They can find me on 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 Facebook, and they can also find me on, on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. Um, I don't do Twitter much. It's a war zombie, but you, they can find me at Ieza slash oh underscore Lestosa, and also on Facebook at Ieza Lestosa. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please do tune in next week i will have another episode thank you so much marcia thanks so much for tuning in you can catch me on instagram at gabby speaks on twitter at gabby writes if you have anything to say we will have a hashtag that says at gabby speaks that says hashtag gabby speaks uh living with bipolar and you can also catch me on my gmail account at gabbyspeaks at gmail.com and yeah please like share subscribe and share with your people and i would love to hear your comments what did you think of the episode what did you think was great what did you think was boring what did you think i could change i would really like to hear your impact thank you so much tune in next week for another episode